Just then, paranormal phenomena of almost biblical proportions have been sweeping the nation, causing mass hysteria among the populace. We all go a little mad sometimes. And I'm here to do the devil's work. What an excellent day for an exorcism. They mostly come at night. Mostly. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Don't Tap the Glass, a, I almost said D&D Replay Podcast, a <laughs> paranormal, spooky, occult uh, research and presentation podcast. I am today's host, uh, Brandon Hall, and I am joined by Luke Godfrey. Yo, I, I'm here, I exist. Or do I? Mm, or am I? I guess we'll get into that. Or are we all just figments of the great beyond, you know? Mm. Are we all just figments of God's imagination? Uh, we are also joined by Shelby Godfrey. Or is the universe a bagel? We'll never know. I am too tired to be having an existential crisis today, so <laughs> hi, everybody. <laughs> now, just, I guess, a, a preface uh, before I get into today's presentation it's going to be a bit more lighthearted. There's this episode or this presentation, I should say, is a bit uh, science heavy and research heavy. Love that shit. Eat it up for breakfast. I'm glad. Favorite. I'm going to try to make it palatable with some um, comedy seasoning. So if you don't think I'm funny, eat shit. Yes, I am. Um, <laughs> but I, I do hope that today's episode will enlighten you a little maybe encourage you to do some uh private research because i will have all of the links to the studies that i read and to the reports and um experiments and all that good shit will all be linked below um presentations and research documents from both dr michael persinger and robert beck who are our two main characters today, in a sense. So allow me to just get into it. Why does Beck sound familiar? I think I've told you about this before, Luke. Right, It just sounds like the name of like a Marvel supervillain scientist or something. I mean, I'm sure that somebody has named something after Robert Beck in like pop culture because he was more no, there's prevalent like a Qu- in the Qu- 70s. Quentin Beck. Who's Quentin Beck? I'm so sorry. I don't mean to go off. Is on that a Marvel? Why does that sound Marvel-y? That's Mysterio. Ah! <laughs> yeah. I knew it. Bad guy scientist. Bad guy scientist. Uh, <laughs> sorry. I'm so sorry. Continue. No, you're good. Go ahead and say boob without the last B. Scariest shit I've ever heard in my life. My uh, co-hosts don't think I'm funny, but I'm sure what, I got a. What I, is it? <laughs> I'm sure I got a hearty shit, uh, right. nose exhale out of some people. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. From the beginning of recorded history, humans have experienced acts of clairvoyance, telepathy, and ESP, which is extrasensory perception for all of you non-Hogwarts students uh, who may be listening. <laughs> Someone in the family gets injured and somehow another family member just knows. Accurate predictions of the future coming from sources like the Oracle of Delphi, Nostradamus, or the many prophets from the Bible. Women getting a dream of big fish whenever another woman close to them gets pregnant. Or maybe you just know someone is about to call you on the phone right before they do. 
psychic abilities, coincidence, humans tapping into their spiritual nature, whatever you want to call it. Today, I'll be going over how the works of two scientists, along with a group of some big brain gamer boys and girls, helped prove a universal connection of consciousness amongst humans. Before we get to these, you know, big, beautiful gamer boys and girls, allow me to take you back to the 70s, right smack dab in the middle of the Cold War. Our journey begins with Dr. Robert Beck, a nuclear physicist who studied EEG, biofeedback, and psychic abilities for many decades. Side note, Beck also invented a lot of biofeedback practices that are in use today. Biofeedback just being a fancy schmancy way of saying like super cool Professor X shit. Um, Mm -hmm. While research... Uh, Some of my treatments are biofeedback based. Are they really? Yeah, a lot of them are. Yeah, that's sick. Well, now you know where they come from. Yeah, look at that. While researching and looking for ways to assist the U.S. in the Cold War, Beck came to the conclusion that Russians may be using psychic abilities in their dispute with the West, like a fucking mind flex obstacle course. Uh, whichever country does it fastest gets the like the nukes or the moon, which is 100% what the Cold War was about, but I digress. Um... For most of the discussion on Beck, I will be referencing a transcript for a lecture he gave at the 1978 United States Psychotronic Association Conference in Atlanta, Georgia, called ELF Waves and EEG Entrainment, a Psychotronic Warfare Possibility. Psychotron, is that like a Decepticon or something? Yeah, it's, yep, that is exactly what Robert Beck is talking about, is cars becoming humanoid. Perfect. Just wanted to That's make sure we're on the same badass. page. badass. <laughs> Roll out. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, this same transcript that I read will be linked in the episode description if you want to read along or do your own private research. I highly recommend the latter. Um, in this lecture, Beck went over the possibility that the Soviets were using psychotronic warfare against the West, but he also gives some pretty interesting background about his previous work with psychics and the Schumann resonance, which I'm about to discuss, so let me just lay some, some groundworks about this Schumann resonance in question. The Schumann resonance, which others have dubbed the heartbeat of Mother Earth, is actually a frequency of 7.83 hertz to be exact and it is the electromagnetic frequency of our planet. At times, this energy has increased and decreased, and many believe that this frequency is directly related to our consciousness. Many also believe that syncing with this frequency can lead to enlightenment, awakening, and ultimately a higher state of consciousness. After performing some preliminary tests, Dr. Beck questioned, are there certain people walking among us today perhaps one in every 3,000, who by dint of heredity, training, meditation, or by whatever it might be, is able to tune into this magnetic component, which is down around one micro-gauss, which is about one millionth of a gauss, which a gauss um, is a unit in which we use to measure magnetic fields. Uh, so is he saying there that like only a specific amount of people are able to do the training to have this ability or that like anybody can have this ability but only certain people have trained to have it i think a little bit of column a column b i think it's like okay there are some who can do it naturally but some who have trained for it oh i see i think i think the origins of the ability uh, the origins of the ability to have your brain waves hit that 7.83 hertz 
isn't as important to him as who can do it and who can't. Gotcha. If that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So to some people, it comes more naturally to others. Not so much. Yeah. Yeah. Which uh, Michael Persinger, which we'll get to later, has a way to make everyone have it. And Mike, uh, Dr. Robert <sighs> Beck, with a lot of his um, training practices for biofeedback, mm-hmm. you can study that and put them into practice and also learn how to train your brainwaves to 7.83 hertz, which is kind of cool. You can be a socket gamer. You can be a socket gamer. Everybody can be a socket gamer. But yes, this magnetic component uh, is down around one micro gauss, which is about one millionth of a gauss. Um, Again, a gauss is a unit in which we use to measure magnetic fields. But Beck continues... Somehow, they latch onto this cosmic carrier of information and transduce it into paranormal seeing ability. Could this be how these psychics, healers, dowsers, and others were entrained? The tentative answer to this is yes, and we'll see how this has been developed into a weapon of war. The brainwave spectrum seems to center around that magic number of 7.8 hertz. End quote. In other words, uh, he figured out a way to measure if people were actually tuning into this like paranormal state of consciousness, or if they were just making it up as they go along. What is that, a bird? A plane? No, that's a new D&D podcast called Afterlife. In Afterlife, we follow four strangers as they're tasked by death to go into the world of the infinite domain and find and defeat their pillars. But enough about the general story. Let's meet our strangers. Hi, my name is Aaron Rash and I play Ophelia Afton. That was how the key fell out of his prison wallet into you. How did he hold his prison wallet? Uh, you know, no pockets. That's exactly how he held his prison wallet. Oh, shit. <laughs> My name is Tyler Waddell, and I play Lucas Gray. What are you guys at? I'm at 86. 59. 78. Okay. So, oh, we're right still, there. As as we're I'm good. still bigger than all of you. Yeah. Can I kill <laughs> Lucas? <laughs> Sacrifice. Can I strike Lucas? Hi, I'm Raven Reed, and I play Ariana Wren. You Something. said, oh, he's talking. Come and go. Shoot and scoot. <laughs> ejaculate and evacuate. Hello, my name is McCandless Harrison, and I play Fendalto Pendleton. I'm going to scream, your soul is forfeit, and I'm going to use... This, like it almost looks like a hammer of dawn just smites him into the ground and yanks him into the ground, pulling him piece by piece. He's so fucking edgy. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. And myself, Britton Gifford, as the DM, that <gasps> man has finally came <gasps> back and has taken the body of Azrael. <laughs> Ripped his what? You said came. <laughs> oh my god, Jesus. Fuck. I told you it was gonna happen every time. I'm not ready to go. I'm not ready to leave. I need answers for this pain, for the struggle, for the strife. Please let me know peace is all I need Till then, I'ma push, I'ma pull, I'ma fight Wherever I go, my destiny is near I'll do whatever it takes, I'll pay whatever the price Cause all I really know is even in the end I'ma find a way to live, even in our afterlife If their brain is operating at that 7.8 hertz Then they're doing like Harry Potter magic, baby but if their brains aren't operating in that 7.8 hertz frequency, they are bullshitting. Which That's really makes me want to connect some, like, mall psychics to an EEG, uh, EEG machine. Mm-hmm. Oh, there we go. That would be a fun YouTube video that I'm sure would get us kicked <laughs> off the mall. Yeah, that'd be awesome, though. That'd be fun. That'd be so much fun. Mall uh-huh. psychics exposed. 
you won't believe yeah. what happens. The least shocking video title ever. Right. <laughs> exposing mall psychics. Died exposing frauds. a mall psychic. <laughs> Gone sexual. Like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> Sorry, drinking some water. You're fine. Hey, if you're listening to the show and you haven't had any water yet, fucking drink some. Come on. Yes, but uh, yeah, stay with me. Um, we'll get to the gamers soon, I, I promise. But Beck spoke I'll about this research. You, you said what? I said I'll always stay with you, BB. Oh my god. Someone calls Sam Smith. <laughs> oh. <laughs> stay with okay, me. Sorry. I get it. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, because he sings a song that's called titled Stay With Me. Yeah. And I, I just mentioned that I would stay with you forever, BB, because I love you. Okay, um, Beck spoke about this <laughs> research project in other presentations. Um, in this research project, he measured the brain waves of energy healers, such as Christian faith healers, Hawaiian kahunas, Buddhist monks, practitioners of Wicca, Reiki, Qigong, Santeria, a Pennsylvania Dutch hex practitioner, radiostasia and radionics as well as seers esp readers and psychics damn that was a lot that is a lot so he he really tried to cover like all of the bases with this test yeah that's awesome right um but what he found was that regardless of what their beliefs were they all did one thing in common they would train their brain waves down to 7.8 hertz for a short period of time and they seem to, quote-unquote, come back with this information, to which they would then begin to unpack using the belief system that they subscribed to. One person believed that it was the sigils they were drawing on the side of a barn. One person thought it was the ancestors. One person thought it was the spirit of Christ moving through them. You, you get the idea. But regardless of the beliefs of these people, Dr. Beck found that there was one scientific theory to explain all of their phenomena. Beck's hypothesis is that humankind are biocosmic resonators. We both transmit and receive from the energy fields around us. And these can be natural fields, such as sunspots or geomagnetic activity or fluctuations within the Earth's resonant cavity, which would be the Schumann residence that we've been talking about. It all comes back around, baby. See, this is the shit that I eat up. Like, stuff that, like puts the metaphysical and the supernatural into a tangible science a tangible study you know trust me like this sort of you. basically validates a lot of what you believe in shelby and that like no mm -hmm. matter the religion it's 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 what you put out in the world it's it's yeah. it's uh there's a word that you use all the time that i'm blinking on now harry potter magic nope yeah. <laughs> uh, i don't know what what does it pertain to like like what you put out from your brain like there's a word for that what you emit intention? almost um you mean like intention intention it's all about your intention yes yep mm -hmm. yes that's what you're always telling me yes yeah and that's a lot of what uh dr robert beck believed mm -hmm. yeah this translates that very well yeah yeah well that's like i'm derailing slightly but that's like have you guys ever heard of like it's, I think, well, I don't know. I hear about witches doing it. I don't know. I'm sure other people do it too. But like, if you have a friend who's like having a hard time, like you get a plant and you name the plant after your friend and then you take care of the plant as the plant like does better. Normally, so does your friend. Oh hmm. my gosh. I've never heard of that. Really? Oh, I'll have to look it up. 
I'll have to look it up. Oh, I want to do that. That sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's just, I mean, it's just like a different type of biofeedback. It's more like a a universe or a worldwide biofeedback. But yeah, they, and then I think, I think somebody, and obviously this is just, I think somebody just did it and wrote about it. So who knows? But um, the validity of it. But um, they, they got plants of for and named it after some other people in their lives and then like you know didn't treat those plants as well and those people in their lives started to like fail socially Ooh, i don't like that yeah so then they were like oh shit <laughs> and then they oh they, shit. yeah so then they treated the plants better started talking to them singing to them you know saying like huh. loving things to them and then as the plants did better so did the people that's really interesting honey i'm gonna become a garden witch <laughs> I'm gonna make a plant named the bourgeoisie and then pour Dr. Pepper on it. Every yes. Day. <laughs> oh my word. The poor plants. I feel bad for the plants now. <laughs> you don't even have plants, and I feel bad for the imaginary plants. Oh, I sure don't. <sighs> Not if it's named bourgeoisie. No. But back to the show. <laughs> yes. Um, Beck. Oh, sorry. Actually, one thing about that whole him testing all these other uh, different belief systems and people that subscribe to them and them all having similar results, I think it's really cool in the way that it doesn't invalidate nor completely validate any of these belief systems. Mm-hmm. In the, because in no way can he be like, well, one is correct and the rest are all wrong. Right. But at the same time, he also can't be like, okay, this is bullshit because I have now like scientific proof. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I just think it's very, very, very intriguing. And I feel like for a lot of people, it, that could either completely shake whatever their belief system is and give them a new one, which cool. Oh, absolutely. Or it can, you know, strengthen that for you, which also cool, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not here to sway you either way. I just think I just think this is some no, cool fucking info. It's, yeah, it's just interesting info that can challenge or change your experience in life. You know? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Be down to always keep learning, even about things you mm-hmm. can't see. Yes, because magic and spiritualism is just something that, or it's just about things that science has not been yet to able to explain fully. Yeah, but scientists like Dr. Robert Beck and Michael Persinger are getting us closer to being able to actually really understand it, which I think is pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. Beck goes on to state that these abilities were being used as warfare agents or weaponry, and that these warfare agents were being used to alter our collective psychology. Now, this is going to sound like a boring statement at first, but just hang in there, I swear it's good, okay? Beck stated... When you strip off the E-wave by shielding, by natural attenuation, you still have the H-wave left, and that is the one by which you cannot shield. It goes right through you, everything else, and can trip certain neurons in your head. He then quotes a report of a previously classified document done by Dr. Wartz and Dr. Erkins of Garrett Air Research for the Central Intelligence Agency showing that there are windows which could be the stimulus for ESP, 
paranormal and Russian psychotronic research. Mindflex, mm. bitch. Psychotron. Psychotron. But all of that being said, what Dr. Beck did was prove that humans can tap into this 7.83 hertz frequency, accessing these psychic abilities. Now we're done with That's Dr. Beautiful. Robert Beck. Unless y'all have any questions. <laughs> mm, I don't think so. No, I think you laid it out pretty damn well there. Okay. And now we get to the work of Dr. Michael Persinger, our hero of this story, our our Dumbledore. I barely will. know her. <sighs> Sorry, I'm on a different energy right now. Go play with plants, dude. Go name some plants. <laughs> Go play with plants. You know what? I will. <laughs> Dr. Persinger was a professor of neuroscience at Laurentian University in Ontario, Canada. Now, I've read a few of the many dozens of peer-reviewed scientific works he published during his lifetime, but one of the last studies that he conducted was by far the most damning evidence I think we have of humans having abilities that supersede our perception of the normal world, or supernatural powers. See what I did there? Mm. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Persinger took a test subject in Canada and one in Spain, and he placed them in dark rooms. He took a small device with a coil that would be placed around the test subject's head, and it pulsed a magnetic field around each of the subject's heads at the same time. He then shined a light in one subject's eyes and picked it up on an fMRI machine in the occipital lobe on the other test subject sitting across the world. That's crazy. Hmm. So these magnetic like headband things, I'm assuming they were like at that frequency. Mm-hmm. They're at the same frequency of the seven point eight or seven eight point three hertz. Mm-hmm. It would they're they're like in sub frequencies of that seven point eight three hertz. Huh. So, so it's almost like he's how... creating brain channels. Huh. That's so interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's wild, but to try to, like, break it down a little simpler, I guess, think of it like a big metal headband that Dr. Uh, Persinger put on one, like, two people's heads, right? One in Spain, mm-hmm. one in Canada. They're in dark rooms. He, flat, he, sh- he shines a flashlight in the guy in Canada's eyes in the occipital lobe, which is the part of the brain that, like, perceives light and, and uh, translates it just sparked up on the guy in Spain. So let's say there's someone out in the world due to geo, the geometrics of the globe and whatnot, who, whose mm-hmm. brain is currently naturally at that seven, seven, eight point three Hertz. Yeah. Would they also happen to be feeling that sensation in their eye at the same time? Or is it just like a closed connection between the two of them? Well, I think it was more of a closed connection because like each person's brain operates at a different frequency. Mm-hmm. Like sure, it's, it's I I try to think of it like each person has their own version of pi as like a hertz, if that makes sense. Okay, yeah. Like like it's almost like your resting heart rate, like your natural resting brain waves could be like eight point six two four nine eight four 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 three. Like it just goes on and yeah. on and on. But once he trains to a specific frequency on two people, then they now share that connection. Gotcha. So I I don't. I actually don't remember if it was exactly 7.83 hertz, 
but I do know that whatever the brain wave that he trained them to, it, they were both the exact same. It's like a brain signal phone number almost. Yeah, yeah. Almost like a Zoom meeting that you can, <laughs> like you air quotes, like sign into, but the way you sign that's, in is by training crazy. your brain to the right code. When was this uh, study done again? I want to say this was 2012 or 2016. And has there been any other research on this since? Um, yes. Beautiful. Which I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. I will let you continue. <laughs> Through these experiments, he proved psychic ability, telepathy to be exact, and could cause it repeatedly. He calls the experiment excess correlation, but in reality, it is quantum entanglement. Now, this, this experiment was conducted, studied, published, and peer-reviewed many different times using different test subjects and parameters, but always came to the same conclusion, that through training the brain to a certain frequency, you can connect the consciousness of two humans. Because as we all know, if you put the word quantum in front of anything, it just makes sense. It just makes sense. It just Which, makes Very, very extremely, extremely brief, simplified explanation of quantum entanglement. It's like you take two atoms, separate them over whatever distance you want. You alter one, and both are affected. Mm. Right? Mm -hmm. Like if, just use again, using very simple explanations here. You take atom A, and you poke it. Right? Atom B, millions and millions of miles away, will react like it had just been poked. Mm-hmm. Now, now here's a quick theory that is yes. pertaining to this. Uh, twins, identical twins. Oh shit! Often hmm. have like if they're separated at birth, or even just you know not, but a lot of them even separated at birth, they'll say like, you know, they knew they didn't know their twin, but like they knew the moment that they died, or um, you know, like they named their dog the same name and like stuff like that. Hmm. Yeah, which I mean, there will be that connection afterwards. I think it would totally make sense that their brains are probably operating at the same frequency, considering it's like just a copy and pasted human, you know? Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. Which is where, like, so, like, the brain is probably built extremely similar. They may not have the same thoughts, but Mm -hmm. since if their brains are built the exact same way, they would be resonating naturally at, I would assume, probably the same frequency. Mm -hmm. Which is also where you get the whole, like, twin telepathy thing. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, you hear that all the time growing up. It's like, you know, you know, a set of twins, and they're just like, oh, yeah, twin telepathy. Yeah. My cousin and I are not obviously twins, um, but we are only two months apart and we were raised together. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, we totally, like, have borderline twin speak, basically. Um, <laughs> and same thing, like, intuition and revol- or, uh, regarding each other and stuff. So we finally get into the title of this episode, Gamers. Gamers, gamers. baby. Mm. The hot, stinky, sexy, bathwater selling, bathwater buying, energy drink and vape addicted, anti-grass boys and girls that put the scientific community on their fucking backs back when this experiment was conducted and proved to the world both their skills as just gamers and also psychic abilities and connection. Um, Persinger took two groups of our beloved gamer boys and girls 
one being experienced, you know, MLG 420 Dorito brained um, individuals and one group being complete, like they've never played the game, um, which as we in the gamer world would call them <laughs> normies. Um, Persinger Noobs. then separated the two groups, put the devices around their heads, which has since been dubbed the God Helmet. Fucking look that up. Coolest name for a science shit ever. Um, yeah, holy shit. Yeah, calling it the God Helmet. That's fucking cool. Um <clears throat> But he, he put the God helmet on each of their heads and turned the devices on and tuned them to his own specific frequency, which, again, is that thing of, like, it doesn't really matter which frequency it's at as long as it's the same. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And made them play Super Hexagon, which you can look this game up. Doesn't look fun, but, hey, you know, whatever floats your boat. The, the group of gamers who played this game quite often and were really good at it they played as they normally do you know um just getting high scores and being very proficient in the game while the normies modulated their brains to match the other groups and their skills rapidly improved due to the connectedness that these two groups were sharing via telepathy Within a few minutes, they were playing just as well and on the same level as the experienced gamers. So what you're saying is there hope? there's hope for me. There's hope for you. I can get good. You, you can get good if I, just need I put on a helmet and you I put on a helmet. I just need a god helmet. Yep. Yeah. yeah, we should check Amazon for some god helmets and play Call of Duty. Honestly. That, that would be fun. 1v1-ing someone connected to a god helmet. Oh, that'd be so interesting. That would be extremely interesting. Uh, if if Persinger was still alive, I would tell him to get on that. Um, oh, RIP. RIP, yeah. Um, but jokes aside, that's fucking bonkers. I mean, Persinger proved that this ability is something that we all have. And if we can't do it naturally, it can be artificially stimulated and through this, you can share experience between two different people. They can learn from one another, independent of schooling or anything like that. Hmm. Which, again, is fucking crazy. It's just like, you know, documented proof of the supernatural being natural. Yeah. Even if you don't if believe you in up, ghosts. If you pull up the document yeah. on the CIA's website of all the freaking things. <laughs> um, it says that the document creation date was November 4th, 2006, but the document release date was March 9th, 2001. How does that make any hmm. sense? Time travel. It, That'll be next week's uh, episode. Okay. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's go with that. Let's just go with that. Which actually, I can I can send the my three or four main yeah, four main sources to you guys real quick if you just want to like look it up on your Absolutely. own time. Absolutely. I'll put it in the Riverside chat. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That is all four of them, and it and it didn't pop up as individual links, and I'm sorry. <laughs> so anything that starts with HTTPS, just highlight that. Gotcha. <laughs> so all the resources that I used for um, research in this, I will have in the episode description. So it'll probably just be a big, like, in all caps sources and then under it will be the links 
you know, go ahead and read them at your own discretion. I don't know why I said it like that. There's nothing bad in there. I mean, go ahead. Have fun with it. Um, it's cool. Read them at your own risk. Viewer discretion is advised. Um, but honestly, this is just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to the Schumann resonance. The Great Pyramid Ooh, of Egypt. Two? The oh, no, Possibly. The Kumean Sibyl, where the Kumean Oracle would go to make prophecies at an impressive accuracy, and other holy sites around the world throughout history have resonated at 7.83 hertz. So maybe in the future, I'll go into some more depth on this Schumann resonance and like the natural places in the world where it shows up. Because a lot of them aren't even like naturally resonating at 7.83. A lot of holy sites, like big cathedrals that were constructed very early in the Christian religion, like again, the Great Pyramid of Egypt, the Kumean Sibyl, the... Um, the chambers of the Oracle of Delphi, I want to say. All of these places, man-made, resonate at 7.83 hertz, which is uh, fucking weird and cool at the same time. Yeah. Very intriguing wow. stuff. So, you know, um, if I can get enough... Oh, Shelby has her hand raised. What's up? I have a question. I have a question. <laughs> so does that correlate with ley lines? I believe it does. Ley lines? I think it does. Because you're talking about and all and these there's also that a theory, on ley lines. There are also a lot of theories with like the underground streams of water. Oh yeah. Following mm-hmm. following the flow of geomagnetic energy. Mm-hmm. And uh, then, you know, baby almost, here. What are ley lines? Uh, Shelby would be able to explain it better. Established rivers of energetic power that flowed through certain points of the earth. Um, and fun fact, all of these points have like Stonehenge, Pyramids of Egypt, the oh, Aztec gotcha. Pyramid. Yeah, all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fun. There's the whole like 33 degree north line mm-hmm. that is a direct through and all the pyramids are on it. And then there's one in like Tennessee, oh. like the Bass Pro Pyramid. Of all points. It's like <laughs> no, the final no. piece. I swear to God, it's like the final piece <laughs> of this connection oh, of pyramids. God dang it. Going from like Egypt to China and um, like the Aztec and Mayan, weird shit. And like, if you get into like all the conspiracy shit, like the one in Tennessee and the one in Washington D.C., take it from being a good positive energy to a demonic energy, and it's very wild Mm. and it's a whole rabbit hole. So if you're gonna go look that shit up, be careful because you'll either you either think that everybody around you is like gang stalking you, or you're gonna think that everyone is evil, which, or that that person's just fucking nuts. So have fun with that. Um, yeah. but <laughs> I know what I have to do now. I have to start a religion around the Bass Pro Pyramid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Please Are you gonna do. put all your little plants around the base of the Bass Pro Pyramid? Yes. Oh my god. 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 <laughs> Look what you started, Brandon. I'm gonna get a sunflower and name it the Bass Pro Pyramid. <laughs> yes. um so yeah i mean if i can get some like good info on these other sites that can really relate to the rest of this whole schumann journey Mm -hmm. um i i I will report on it if i if not i'll just go back to our good friends ed and lorraine warren and keep going with their research yes heck yeah yeah so yeah every now and then i think it's fun to like take a little break from the ghosts and yeah do some like do some research on people who are still alive. Uh, Persinger and Beck aren't, but a lot of these um, seers and uh, energy healers are still around. And again, 
uh, Dr. Robert Beck uh, theorized that it's one in every 3,000. So Wowzers. there could be a couple in your hometown. You might be one of them, dear listener. <laughs> but. So, yeah. Uh, but. Don't expect there to be any religious sites on not a landline. Or ley line. <laughs> landline. Yeah. A ley line. Yeah. All those religious sites need to have telephones, you know? Um, yeah. No. And uh, don't uh, don't try to astral project without having the knowledge first and training your brain, as they say. Yeah. And uh, don't. Yeah. Don't tap the glass. Don't do that.